Welcome to Checking In. I'm your host, Zara Barnes, Self Magazine's executive editor. Today, we have a special bonus episode for you. A few weeks ago, I sat down with friend of the podcast, Dr. Marielle Bouquet, who's a licensed psychologist and holistic mental health expert. We talked about how to stay more relaxed and grounded throughout our workdays. Our conversation originally aired as an internal resource for my colleagues at Condé Nast. But since stress is an issue that affects all of us, I thought you might want to hear some of Dr. Bouquet's tips too. I found them to be so helpful. Hi, everyone. Thank you for taking a little afternoon break to join today's Condé Nast editorial event. Get Grounded Tips and Techniques for Staying More Relaxed Throughout Your Workday, which I know is a lofty goal, but we're going to try. I'm Zara Barnes, and I'm thrilled to be chatting with Dr. Marielle Bouquet today. She's going to guide us through three grounding techniques, which are essentially mental strategies to help us manage stress when work or anything really starts to feel overwhelming. They obviously won't fix everything, but they can make a difference in the moment. And I personally am a big fan of grounding techniques because you can do them pretty much anywhere. You don't really need anything, and they've made a big difference for me. But before we dive into the techniques, I want to talk a little bit about Dr. Bouquet and do some questions with her to hear more about her work and our collective mental health in general. Dr. Bouquet is a New York City-based and Columbia University-trained licensed psychologist, holistic mental health practitioner, and sound bath meditation healer. Her work centers on culturally responsive therapeutic practices that affirm the lived experiences of Black people and other people of color, along with healing the wounds of intergenerational trauma. She's been featured in a number of publications like Refinery29, some of our sister brands, including Allure and Glamour, and of course, Self. It's no surprise that she's amassed a devoted following on Instagram, where she offers daily doses of wisdom and thoughtful words of advice. You are a very good Instagram follow, Dr. Bouquet. Thank you so much. And thank you for that lovely introduction. Um, it's such a joy to be with you. And I'm always really just honored to hear that anything that I produce, you know, could reach your heart, the hearts of any soul out there. So I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Of course. Thank you for joining us. And how are you doing today? Kind of a loaded question, I know. I appreciate the question, though. Very, very kind of you. I think sometimes we just dive into conversation and forget to check in with one another. So it's very thoughtful. And I'm I'm pretty well actually feeling at peace. I started my day practicing what I preach, doing a lot of the very grounding techniques that I am hoping to share with all of you and also getting into a couple of ways to get my hands into things and building small things around my home and getting also into a little bit of dirt in my backyard, which has been also literally grounding. (laughs) You do sound very at peace after doing all of that. What a morning. And I know we're going to get into the grounding techniques in a bit, but I first wanted to talk about your work. And can you explain, I mean, I described a lot of the incredible work you do, but what is your mission with this work? I love that question. Truly, my mission is to be able to reach the many hearts and souls of the BIPOC community and people that typically have not been at the center of the conversation of therapy and wellness. And, you know, that that hopefully we can transition, we can offer a major shift in the ways that we take care of ourselves. 
I feel like it does require a major shift. We obviously have all been going through so much. And one of the things I really love about your practice is you talk about cultivating resilience and joy and why that's not indulgent, why it's actually necessary for a lot of us. So can you talk about why it's so crucial to seek out restoration and rest, especially for people of color and other marginalized groups? Absolutely. You know, our minds and bodies are actually not created to be in a chronic state of unrest. We are actually just kind of biologically um, structured to be able to have restoration, but that is factored into the way that our body just kind of transitions throughout the day. Hence why we also, you know, have our circadian rhythm, you know, that, that kind of like, you know, just flows hormonally through our bodies and promotes that resting state when it's time to go to sleep. Very similarly, we have fragments of that that happen throughout the day. And, you know, those fragments are there in order to protect us from the abundance of, you know, what a day can bring us so that we can then segue into rest, segue into restoration. However, we basically are in a state of unrest, you know, just kind of collectively. Society just happens to be in that position right now and has been for some time. And for individuals that are in, in the BIPOC community, you know, unrest is even more prominent, right? Just given the ways in which oppression itself, you know, just creates daily and chronic unrest for our communities. And so that is one of the pieces of as to why it's it's essential because biologically we're just kind of determined to be in a rested state whenever we are in an elevated state, the nervous system, the central nervous system actually operates that way. It heightens, it de-escalates, right? And so it, it's so essential for us to, one, have that knowledge base, right? That we are supposed to be in resting. And two, that we actively promote resting through restorative practices, whether they're grounding techniques or other techniques in order to make sure that we're inviting in that rested state. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned, I really loved how you phrased it, kind of the abundance that we deal with throughout the day, which I think is a very nice way to talk about stress. And I want to talk about work stress specifically. What are some of the concerns you've been seeing over the past year when it comes to work anxieties? Well, there have been ebbs and flows of like what work stresses look like as far as, you know, the themes themselves, right? But, you know, people have had to thrust themselves into an adjustment that was unprecedented and, um, you know, really didn't necessarily like prep or prime folks for what they had to encounter, right? Like having kids in the home that people are homeschooling while also being, you know, someone that's working if a parent is homeschooling or homeschooling needs to be a part of the educational regimen in the home. However, the parent is, let's say, an essential worker or someone that has to work outside and wasn't really warranted, you know, that opportunity to be in their home. You know, mm -hmm. the stresses around that, the stressors around the compounding experiences of racial violence on top of a pandemic. I mean, the people like having to carry all of that into then their workspace. And I've heard a lot of people, you know, uh, throw around the words, you know, business as usual, because it's almost as if people have to come into every meeting and then present themselves as if none of that is happening in the background. And that in and of itself is profoundly stressful for folks because they almost have to dehumanize themselves in order to actually show up to work and, and present in a way where they're preserving their livelihood, they're preserving their jobs. 
So a lot of that has been going on on top of also, you know, just the lack of boundaries that have been established around work times as well. Before we used to leave the office and it was a little bit easier to just tune off or at the very least, if we had like a work computer, then the work stayed in the work office or in the work computer. But now there is, you know, everything is kind of fused together and it makes it so that people are feeling like they don't really have a way to segue out of work or time that is uniquely theirs. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those are a lot of the concerns we've been hearing from readers. That's a lot of what we've been covering as well. And I want to talk about how these techniques for getting grounded might be able to help. And I'm very relieved this is a different type of getting grounded than my teenage years, much more peaceful and much more helpful. So what are grounding techniques and what purpose do they really serve? So grounding techniques, they are a variable set of techniques that are a part of just the general wellness practice, but they offer this added experience of being able to bring a person into an experience of feeling more centered and feeling like they can navigate away from negative or challenging emotions and thoughts. So whenever we're in a flow of thoughts that are circular and we're in a thought loop and we're engaged emotionally in in those thoughts and they're bringing up, you know, emotions that are stressful or distressing for us. Grounding techniques offers an opportunity to bring you back into the present, to bring you back into a state of balance, that hormonal and nervous system balance, and and also gives you an opportunity to recenter your thoughts. So it operates in multiple ways, right? Like it's a multidimensional kind of practice that is also incredibly simple, which is the beauty of it, that a grounding technique can be simple and you can utilize it almost anywhere and that it also has such a layered impact. Yeah. And so before we dive into the actual techniques, which I'm very excited to do, Self-care, whether it's grounding techniques or something else, I mean, it's such a buzzword. What can our audience keep in mind in terms of incorporating this type of self-care into their routine rather than it being something that's like, okay, that was nice. It's going to be an occasional practice. How do we kind of bake it into our days? Well, the best thing that I, you know, tend to say kind of a frequency, right? To folks around being able to establish what feels more like a routine and less like something that is, you know, just done generally here and there is that it's important to one, bring intention into the practice, right? Like what is the practice doing for you and how is it adding value to your life? It's really important for people to actually focus on that piece because it offers us an opportunity to self-reflect upon the reasons why we're even doing this, right? You know, maybe it is something that is de-stressing for you. However, why is it that you are deciding that de-stressing is something that is worth applying to your life? And that also ties to self-worth, right? To what extent are you deciding that you are worthy of restoration and peace and a sacred moment? And then, you know, actually placing the actual practice on your calendar, at least to begin with, is really essential. And I always like to offer folks just the the tip of, you know, when you add it to your calendar, don't just add it as like self-care time, 7 p.m., right? Or time to do some meditation or, you know, but really like add on there almost kind of like some self-dialogue. Like, for example, my family calls me Mari. So my endearing name to myself when I speak to myself in a gentle and compassionate way is 
by utilizing that name. And so in any of my calendar entries, I would say something like, Mari, it's a moment now for you to be able to deposit back into yourself. You do a lot for a lot of people and you're worthy of also being deposited into. Why don't we take a pause, right? It's like a really long calendar invite, but one that offers an opportunity for when you're in your higher self to be able to speak to yourself and drive yourself into a moment of self-care. And then the third thing is to really fully embody the self-care practice, be really into it, right? Like full mindful practice. And that also means that you're checking in with your emotions and how you're feeling about the practice, because the more that you're able to be attuned to how that practice is making you feel, and especially if the practice is helping you in any way, the more that you're going to feel motivated to replicate that practice in the future. Love that. I especially love that endearing nickname tip in your calendar invite. That's very sweet. Okay, so we are ready for this demonstration. Do you want to start with the first grounding technique you have in store? Yeah, absolutely. So the first one that I have in mind for us is a gentle just segue into the breath. And so I'm hoping that in whatever way uh, folks are able and in the ways that feel right to you, if you can just find a comfortable seat so that we can go ahead and segue into introducing our breath into a sequence. And it all starts with the general breath, just your free-flowing breath and just taking a pause to just notice it and notice how it's nourishing your body without respite, right? Like your breath is literally working 24-7 to give you everything that you need in order to be present, survive, be alive. So why don't we go ahead and take a deep breath of gratitude and just to Invite in a breathwork practice. And if folks feel like it feels right, you can lower your gaze or close your eyes and keep bringing your awareness into your breath. Now with a deepened breath, as deep as possible, with an inhale in and nourishing your body with the fullness of what oxygen has to offer your body. And then a free-flowing, full exhale out. I'm going to do the next one with all of you. So if you can just inhale in. And if you want to hold at the top, just synchronize for one, two, and then release. As you breathe in, just notice gently how the air nourishes your nostrils, your skin. Whenever you breathe out, Remember that you're releasing all the tension that doesn't serve you in this moment. Keeping your awareness slightly on your breath. Perhaps you can also envision the number 10. And as you envision this number 10 in your mind, I'd like for us to start counting backwards from 10. With each number, we're going to release whatever weight you came in here with and whatever weight you carry from the world. This is a moment to offer yourself lightness and just take what you need. Inhale in for 10, nine, eight, release when you're ready, seven, six, five, four, Inhale in, two, one, 
release. Find your stillness. Find the free flowing breath. And maybe you could take in just another deep inhale in. And as you release, maybe you can feel yourself rooted just a little bit deeper into your seat. Feel your strength, both inner and outer. This is who you are, who you will always be, a worthy human, someone who is present, rooted, and right now you are safe and well. As you take your next inhale in, Perhaps you can envision these words in your mind. Inhale, I am rooted in my truth and release. When you're ready, go ahead and take your final breath in and your final release. And we can segue into the present moment here together. I just... I remember still the first time I realized how helpful deep breathing was for me. I use it all the time, but I particularly love some of those affirmations that you added. And I think one of the things that's really hard for people, I know for me, are we supposed to be taking this breath all the way past our chest into kind of the diaphragm area? Does that really help with the power of this practice? It absolutely does. The thing about the breath itself is that what we want is, regardless of what kind of breath sequences, there's so many different types of breath works out there, whatever the breath sequence and whatever the way in which you internalize the breath itself, that the main thing to keep in mind, well, two things is that one, the breath, as you're inhaling, what you want to do is to slow down the breath to the slowest pace that is humanly possible for you. Because when you're slowing the breath, what you're doing is that you're bringing in that parasympathetic response from the nervous system that actually restores you back into a calm state. So that's what we want. So the diaphragm and diaphragmatic breathing can really help with that. And it's also important to just, you know, keep in mind that what we want is for the breath to slow down as much as possible. And then the second thing is that usually breath work is most effective when it can be done for a period of five minutes or so, because that's when the body fully registers, okay, we're breathing and we're slowing down, right? Because sometimes, you know, when people are like stressed and, you know, a friend might be like, take a breath, right? And they take one breath and then that's it, right? That might not be sufficient, right? Because the body is kind of catching up. Okay, all good reminders. So what's up next for us? Well, we have a guided imagery that I would like to take us through. So I'm wondering if we could segue into that by resettling into our nook that we established wherever we're seated and then being able to really bring ourselves back into the presence of our body. So with this, we can take a deep breath in whatever way is feasible for our bodies and begin the process of lowering our gaze or closing our eyes, whatever feels right, and taking in a deep breath of gratitude for just the opportunity to sit here in this moment of grounding. 
And we're going to take a dive into Mother Earth. So as you're sitting here taking in the breath as it flows through your body, if you could just feel the warmth that covers you all around you and just take in the warmth of Earth and its inbounding love for you, one of its precious beings. I'd like for you to imagine yourself magically transporting yourself to a beautiful beach in Belize. If you can picture yourself there now, maybe you can just take a moment to just pause and look at your surroundings and see what's around you. Beautiful, deep blue sea crashing into the sand and people around you in their own cocoon of peace. Maybe you can establish your own cocoon. And in this moment, you could just take a listen in as the air moves in and out, allowing for a beautiful somber sound of salty air. The sun shines brightly and gently warms your skin. And it's the sun's way of reaching down and pouring its love on you. Maybe you can take a moment to breathe that in and just invite in that love. Perhaps you can shift your gaze down by looking at your feet and noticing how the warm sand is hugging your toes. Notice how your breathing remains calm as you inhale in and look around to the beautiful vast sea. Feel the gentle rhythm of the calm of the waves flowing over the sand. And perhaps you can take a couple steps forward and feel the gentle splash of the soft waves upon your feet, upon your ankles, and upon your legs. And just smile at the simple pleasure that earth provides you. Right here, right now is a moment where you can empty your mind of all the worries or thoughts that are bothering you and just enjoy the moment that you have right now. All that matters is relaxing and being present. Perhaps in this moment you can breathe in more deeply and allow the relaxation to flow to every part of your body that needs it. And with your next breath, perhaps you can slowly walk back into the sand, maybe take a couple more steps back as you bow out in gratitude for this gentle pause that you've offered yourself. And as you take your next breath, feel free to shift your gaze and rejoin us. That is probably the most traveling a lot of us have done in a while. So I appreciate that opportunity. And can you offer some advice when we're doing an exercise like that and thoughts are coming into our mind about work? What do we do? Are we shoving them away? Are we accepting them? How do we handle that? Yeah. So the thing about the thoughts is that the thoughts are going to be a part of your actual practice. And, and so When we hold a curious relationship with those thoughts, it offers us an opportunity to not then embody stress because they're coming into our practice. The practice actually is 
any mindful practice really is inviting to external thoughts and invites in curious mind as to, okay, well, why are these thoughts present, right? In addition to the curious mind, it also offers a reroute, right? Like I was thinking about that one column in the Excel sheet that I still have to work on, right? Okay, that's something that is clearly present in my mind. And also I'm on vacation here at this lovely beach. So let me return back, right? And so you kind of give yourself a gentle pullback. And if in a five minute practice, you need to do that 10 times, that's okay. I think that that's one of the general misconceptions that we have about these practices is that they may not be working because we're rerouting a lot. However, our minds again, with the biology, right? Like they're not created to be 100% in one aspect of whatever we're doing, right? It can be cooking. We're still thinking about a million things. It can be at work and we're still thinking about a million things because our minds are very complex and they're exercising a lot of loose ends. And so we just invite that in as a part of what needs to be and allow ourselves to take in whatever part of the practice we're able to. That's a useful reminder because I feel like a lot of people think they're somehow failing at, and you know, the feeling of failing at relaxing is not a kind way to treat ourselves. So I appreciate that very much. We're going to go through one more grounding technique. So the last one, like the other two, is intended to allow for anyone to be able to replicate these at home, right? You can do your breath work at home. You can take a mental vacation at home. And then you can also offer yourself a body scan. Oftentimes we aren't fully aware of the different ways in which our bodies are capturing the stress that we're experiencing in life. And to be able to do a body scan offers us an opportunity to really factor into how is my body feeling at this moment and how is it capturing the stress so that we can offer ourselves a release. So we can, you know, snuggle right back into our seats. This is kind of our favorite snuggling place, right? And really kind of plant yourself and root yourself. This time, make sure that you're feeling as comfortable as can be, that your feet are planted on the ground if possible, and that you have a gentle posture that is upright. And we're just going to start off with just inviting in the breath. Our breath is just our best friend here and offering ourselves an opportunity to now start at the crown of our heads, just focusing in on what is there, just mindful focusing, no added judgment, just observation here. So if it feels as though it's tingling, if there's a little pain there, a little tension, but there's nothing at all. All of it is welcome. We're just observing. Now, if you can shift your attention into the breath, and as you inhale in, perhaps you can offer yourself an inhale in of restoration and healing into your crown area. And as you exhale, Maybe navigate your attention over to your neck, perhaps your shoulder area. You can just give that area of our bodies a little bit of attention, identifying what is there, what is the need, how does it feel, without judgment, just mindful observation. And as you take your next inhale, perhaps you can inhale restoration and healing into that space. And as you release, release anything that doesn't serve you and weighs you down and carry on your shoulders. Inhale in for a reroute 
into our chest area. Just notice what is there. Are you capturing any weight, any emotional weight in your chest? Maybe by extension of your chest, we can also focus on your back, maybe your arms. What is present there? And what is it telling you about how you're carrying stress? Perhaps you can breathe in, restorative breath into that space and release. And with your next inhale, navigate down to your belly area. Perhaps a little bit further down also to your pelvic area and waist. And just notice anything that may be there, any tingling, any pain, any weight, any anything, even nothing at all. With your next inhale in, offer that area of your body some restoration. And with your release, perhaps you can shift your focus down into your upper legs, maybe even to your bottom where you're seated. And just notice what you feel there. Do you feel the pressure of your seat? Is there anything else that you're capturing? You can inhale in a restorative breath and release down to your lower legs. And as you shift your awareness into that area, perhaps even all the way down to your toes, maybe you can wiggle your toes a little bit and just notice the sensations. Take a nice inhale in and offer yourself a full release of anything that your body does not need in this moment. And when you're ready, you can just shift your gaze right back into our conversation and just bow out and give yourself a bow of gratitude for taking this moment. It's really wild to me sometimes that we spend every second in our bodies sleeping, awake, but we often do not just take that pause to connect with how our bodies are really feeling. So I love that one. Me too. I love it also like as a, something that we can be attuned to when we're segueing into sleep because it offers us an opportunity to really see what we've captured in the day in our bodies and then offer ourselves an opportunity to really do something that can be tension relieving around whatever we're carrying around. Well, I feel like that's the perfect note to end on. Thank you so much, Dr. Bouquet, for joining us. This was wonderful. So much for having me. It's been so lovely to be with you. And thank you to all of our audience members. I hope that you found some tools you can lean on when you need them. And I hope you have a great and grounded afternoon. Bye, everyone. Well, I definitely am excited to practice these tips during stressful days, and I hope they'll be helpful for you too. Thanks so much for checking in. If you enjoyed this show, make sure to rate and leave a review. Also be sure to follow the show on your favorite podcast app. It helps new listeners find us. You can find more information and references from this episode in our show notes. Follow Self on Instagram at Self Magazine and follow me at Zara Barnes. 